The news of the day from golf, the PGA Tour, and live merging. What and what it means. Also, Vegas 7, Florida 2, and last night we had a This Week in Baseball moment trying to blow a baseball foul. Should it be legal? Let's go. A literal blowhard. The news of the day from golf, and it is huge. The PGA Tour and the Live Tour combining. And like that, everything that went down over the last year plus, the moral quandary of the Saudi-backed league, the supposed character hits players like Phil Mickelson and Greg Norman took, the supposed PGA-proud rallying of players like Rory McIlroy was the face of, all the defections and tens and hundreds of millions of dollars players took and received to leave, all for naught? Somebody's got to explain this to me. Those millions agreed to for those players goes in the pocket, stays in the pocket, right? And those millions not taken by McElroy, Morikawa, and Thomas, not in the pocket, just gone forever, right? Also, Liv was making a, a small footprint as far as viewership numbers for the PGA to act after all that. And these two tours hated each other, tried to morally castigate each other back to the Stone Age. And the controversy quelling simply over the passage of time and the threat of a lawsuit? It has them shaking hands now? I need a national panel to explain this to me. But first, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan this morning. Essentially, the Saudis sort of people will say, oh, they control golf around the world. I'm just curious as to what you think the response is going to be. We were going down our path. They were going down theirs. And today, that tension goes away. We're announcing to the world that on behalf of this game, we're coming together. And it's, it's less about how people respond today, and it's all about how people respond in 10 years. Tim Kalashaw, what just happened? Don't we all want to say that when we screw up? It's not about what people think today. Wait 10 years and then react to what I just did. Uh, on top of that, I'm glad he thinks the tension is gone. I would like a camera there when he's meeting with Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas and John Rahm and Spieth and the guys who turned down $100 million for the good of the PGA Tour or possibly to stay away from the Saudi blood money, and he thanked them for it, and now he's basically telling them, you were chumps because uh, all these guys got the money, and I'm welcoming them, welcoming them all back with open arms. And Tony, you said a small footprint. The Live barely had a footprint. Nobody even knows who was winning their tournaments, where they were playing with their shotgun starts and their no cuts. So this is a surprise to come at the time it did. I don't know if Brooks Kepka winning a major had an effect, but it's, it's, there's more questions to answer than we can even think about. Mina Kimes, your reaction? I mean, watching Jay Monahan, the commissioner, try to justify this, I think – I'm struck by two things. He managed to both sell out morally and also sell out his own constituency at the same time, which is truly remarkable for a commissioner. I mean, put yourself in the shoes, as Tim said, of a PGA golfer who turned down live money 
over the last year plus, you have believed you were taking a principled stand. You have watched your peers accept, in some cases, hundreds of millions of dollars to link arms with a regime with a terrible human rights record. You may have spoken out against that record, and you have been told yours is a player-run organization. Today, you wake up and you realize that was all a lie. And if I were them, I would be seriously questioning leadership, not just for this decision, but the way in which it was rolled out. Pablo Torre, your reaction to today's news? Yeah, I, I actually need to look at this from the lens that Jay Monahan proposed, that of 10 years from now. And I am disturbed, Tony, to report that I think this move is going to pay off, not just in the obvious financial way, but in terms of the cost benefit of what happens in sports. Why does sports washing work? Why did the Saudi Arabian Sovereign Wealth Fund want to do this in the first place? Because at a certain point, we all got to get back to the Gulf, to the sports of this. And so our energy towards pointing out how, how nice it would be for someone at this point, anywhere in our world running an institution, how nice it would be for them to have the courage of their fake convictions. It's a low bar, man. It's a low bar to point out that maybe utter shamelessness is not the way you have to run your organization when there is money to be won. But here in this case, I am worried about when you form an organization whose chairman is going to be a representative of the Saudi Arabian government months after you trotted out 9-11 families and talked about murdered journalists and talked about how their gay rights record is abysmal. All of that stuff. Are we just at a point where none of that even matters? Because it's not only like in the case of China where we're sort of hiding it and we're sort of awkwardly talking about it. This we have an on the record 180 flip in the most shameless way that I think we've ever seen, certainly in modern sports. And now you wonder, okay, if shame is no longer a guardrail in any of our institutions, certainly not in this case in sports with golf, where are we headed, man? It's incredibly, incredibly disturbing. David Dennis Jr., I recall we've been doing this story for now over a year, and I recall you specifically saying the PJ Tour has no, no moral high ground in any instance, but in this instance as well. I remember you saying that a year plus ago. Yeah, I mean, they, we could talk about the golfers who gave up the hundreds of millions of dollars and how they feel today, but my heart and my mind is on all of the dead families from 9-11, the people who are victims of these human rights violations, the LGBTQIA plus community who have dealt with this regime for all this time. And what Monaghan and the PGA had did a year ago is they desecrated those bodies even further by trotting out their names and channeling who they are by saying that they are going to stand by these people and not join with Liv, that they are better than Liv and the Saudi Arabian government because they do not do the things that they do. And now a year later, they have danced and spat on those graves by joining in with this same institution. What we've learned is that they never cared about those 9-11 families. They never cared about the people about the people who have been victimized by, by the Saudi government. They have not shown that they have done anything more but care about the bottom line with the PGA tournament. And Monaghan can say that this is for the betterment of the sport of golf, but this is not about golf. This is about capitalism and money and about the moral decay that it takes for people like him to join in with different institutions to make line their pockets and not about anything related to who suffers as a result of that. I want to follow up on something Mina Kimes said earlier, and it's 
Well, well, this is unparalleled. So I, I guess we have nothing we can, we can turn back to, but it appears PJ players did not know. And we know this because they said today in various ways, we did not know. Morikawa finding out via Twitter. In addition to the defection, drawing sides, and money uh, that you all address. But my question, Mina, back to you is, you wonder about the future of current leadership with this greater tour now because of how players might feel. How do you think players should feel? Betrayed, angry. I mean, as I mentioned, some of these players have turned down a great deal of money, right, to stay, some of the stars. Now they're being faced with yet another inflection point because, as Pablo said, this partnership probably will be incredibly profitable. So once again, they're yep. being asked, do you want to buy into that? My hope is at the very minimum, again, because of this rollout, because of the lies that we're told, there is a challenge to leadership. I think that would be merited. Mm -hmm. Tim Kalashaw on how golfers feel, maybe how golf fans should feel. If we could just uh, zoom out a little bit too. Okay, golf fans, I think are going to have a little different reaction because there's been a lot of tournaments this year, uh, the ones that aren't part of the 20 that guys basically have to play, that didn't have the greatest field in the world. And you're going to see better golfers, I'm talking about next year and beyond, when, when these players come back. And to an extent, that's mostly what fans care about. But the players have to feel betrayed, as, as Mina said. And that's an incredible cheap shot for Kepka to take their welfare check on Chambly. Brandel Chambly has been very uh, outspoken in a very heartfelt way that he thinks it's really wrong morally what these golfers are di did. And here's Kepka with his $100 million laughing at Chambly, being the, the jerk that he is. And, you know, I guess we'll all welcome him back because he's a great golfer. But, you know, I, I think a lot of players, as you saw in the other tweets, PGA guys are going to have problems. Demonstrates how personal all this got. You saw Phil Mickelson, whose character was awesome. questioned in a way we haven't seen of a great player for something like this in, in many sports, right? So David Dennis Jr., you saw Phil Mickelson today say it's a beautiful day. Can golf fans feel it's a beautiful day if, if they look forward here? I don't think, I don't see how anybody could think of this as a beautiful day right now. But to Pablo's point, eventually we'll get to this place where people just do not care. Like, how often have we used sports to just wipe away the worst things that we do as a society? So, yeah, maybe 10 years we'll be really excited about the fact that there are all these golfers and there's this field. But you cannot forget what it took to get here. You cannot forget who's been harmed by this. Monahan a year ago said, can you really ask, have you ever asked a PGA player if they've been ashamed to be a part of PGA golf? The answer right now has to be yes. And the answer right now also for a fan who turns on to, you know, the final round of a major on a Sunday. How do you feel watching this? And nobody can feel good about any of this right now. Yeah, you think about Phil Mickelson, Tony. The thing that started off this news cycle was him being accidentally blunt and honest about all of this. He acknowledged the human rights abuses. He also said this is mostly about reforming the business and the game of golf. Phil got what he wanted. He's the one who played the long game, and that is a shame. It is a disgrace, and it is embarrassing. That'll be the last word here. Thanks for your thoughts. Take a break. Buy or sell on the other side. Vegas' big win last night. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Vegas 7, Florida 2. I asked yesterday whether anything could slow down Vegas' offense. I'm going to have to ask it again after that onslaught. Marche So, Martinez, Hua, Howden, Marche So, Amadio, Howden. It's Vegas 12, Florida 4 through 6 periods. Florida built on resilience all year. No answers so far. Down 0-2. Tim, what was last night? Uh, last night was the beginning of the end for Florida. They really needed, in, in the last round, Sergei Bobrovsky to win the series for them. He only allowed six goals in four games, but but Vegas has gotten to him. Vegas has gotten to everybody. They they beat up Ottinger in Dallas in the last round in the big games, and and I think they're just uh, they're just too good. You can't take stupid penalties like Kachuk did early, and mm-hmm. uh, I think the series will be over in five games at the most. David Dennis Jr. Last night I saw a better team being better. Uh, the, the Knights are just a, the better squad, and we could talk about how Borbowski looked last night, but the Knights have played off five goalies have made them, you know, leave the game in the last 12 games, so they are doing this across the playoffs. But this Panthers team came back from 3-1 against the Bruins in the first round. I still believe, and it's got to be Kachuk, he's getting too many penalties. He's already ninth all-time in penalty minutes just through two games, and he's only got one goal. So if he can pull it together, or Bob can pull it together, I'm not ruling this team out. They came back from 3-1 earlier this year, this uh, playoff. Pablo Torre. Yeah, I, 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 it's just funny, Tony, to listen to Miami teams in these finals talk about how it's only a flesh wound. We're good. And really, there's like a Monty Python aspect to this. Like, you're missing a limb. Are you sure you're okay? And Kachuk keeps on saying this yeah. stuff in Miami fashion. But to me, that's the problem. Like, Bobrovsky, the guy, look, their backup got knocked out. He got three goals scored on 15 shots. Like, it's just about the Golden Knights here. It's not about swapping out the goalie. It's about the fact that you have a talent gap. And can you summon all of the cliches? They've done it before. Maybe they'll do it again. You've done it before as well, Pablo. So, uh, yes, uh, <laughs> Mita Kives. 
Uh, I mean, Vegas Guilty. looked faster, they looked more physical, and most importantly, they looked deeper. In the first two games of the 18 skaters they've sent out, 15 have put up a point and nine have scored. That is a Stanley Cup record through the first two games. I'm not counting the Panthers out. They actually had time of possession in the second two uh, periods. They just didn't capitalize on it. But Vegas is the better squad. NBA Finals. Got to wait one more day, an off day today before game three. It's a day to make adjustments, and specifically for Denver, the number one adjustment needed after the game two loss. Mina, around the horn to you. Stop letting Miami take wide open threes. They had 30 <laughs> of them, according to NBA.com, in the last game. To me, it starts with the defense or lack thereof. Tim Kalisha. I really think the worries about the low assist total uh, for, for Jokic are, are, are more about Michael Porter needing to hit shots and Caldwell Pope <clears throat> needing to hit shots. They missed too many open threes. They got to hit David it. Dennis Jr. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about the Miami defense. Do you let Jokic score? Do you let him pass? They're, uh, uh, Denver's offensive rating was pretty much identical in the first two games, but they allowed 108 points per uh you know, a purple 100 possessions in the fourth quarter game two. They got to shore up that defense, especially Michael Porter, because he was, you know, looking lost out there on the court, and they were giving up those wide open threes that Mina mentioned. And Pablo Torre. Yeah, and the trade-off, I mean, to make it all about threes, the trade-off when you have Jokic being more of the scorer is that the guys around him, like, they are not shooting as many threes as they should. And so there is a keeping of the pace here in a literal sense. Play faster, shoot more threes. That seems to be the biggest obvious adjustment that they need to make. Sure, but Denver do wasn't live by the three, die by the three like many other teams were in the NBA this season. Sure. Okay. But Miami, Tony, Miami's going to do it. They're going to bomb it. And so they're going to bomb from three. And so how do you keep up is the question when you're playing for two points every single time. Buy or sell three, another NFL investigation into another player gambling. Colts quarterback Isaiah Rogers allegedly gambling on Colts games. That's now a half a dozen players looked into this offseason with the league handing down five suspensions already. Pablo, how big of a problem does the NFL have on its hands and how do you consider their disciplining for it? So until this case, I think there's been a lot of scared straight stuff, right? You guys don't pay attention to the rules. Here we are punishing the players who didn't do that. But in this case, you have a guy who threw an associate allegedly bet on Colts games. That, to me, gets to the real beating heart of why this is a problem. Are you going to use the information you have in a locker room to manipulate potentially the outcome of games and speak to competitive integrity? That's the nightmare. Maybe we're closer to it now. Mina Khans? I feel bad for Rodgers. Late around draft pick, he has taken responsibility for it, but I don't absolve him of this because it seems pretty obvious at this point. Don't gamble. Don't gamble in your facility. I don't understand why there's confusion, frankly. Tim Kalisha? It may be obvious, but once the league has gone to, to, to bed with DraftKings and Caesars and all the rest, it's a little hard to say. We want all the fans to bet throughout the game, in live in betting, and players can't bet on an NBA, $50 on an NBA game, or they're going to risk a six-game suspension. I, I think that's a little draconian. And David Dennis Jr., this is a huge problem, but I don't think the problem is the gambling itself. The problem is really the NFL's reaction to it and how that plays with fans. We're seeing all these investigations and quick 
decisive punishments. And the feeling is that if these guys had, I don't know, abused their wives, that the NFL would not be reacting this way and, you know, giving all of these widespread suspensions the way they're doing. So the average fan does not look at, okay, gambling $25 for a game in the same way. And they're looking at the punishment. They don't fit the crimes, especially considering how NFL treats all these other more serious uh, offenses. Mm. Media Times, David Dennis Jr. Thanks for your thoughts today. I was going to say, just like Vegas, it was the seven gets you a win, but at this point, David finished on seven. It's Tim Kalashaw and Pablo Torre. Best cliche wins in Showdown. Bet on on black shirts. Bet on black shirts. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Trying to blow a ball foul. There is no rule in the Major League Baseball rulebook that's written that says it is illegal. So... Well, you remember this. This week in baseball, year 1981, Lenny Randall tried it, managed to get a foul, but actually in that instance, the umpire made a judgment call, went off book, and ruled interference, and that was a base hit. Now last night, Alec Manoa, for a new generation, tried blowing the bunt foul. It didn't work. Never got enough oof in the blow. The ball stayed fair. It was a hit. So legal or illegal didn't matter last night. Tim, here's the debate. Should blowing a baseball foul be legal or illegal? I think it should be legal. I think as long as you're not touching it, it's fair. And especially if you're Manoa, who was third in the Cy Young voting last year, an ERA over six this year, he needs everything at his disposal. He needs to be able to do whatever he wants. Well, there's there's another solution here. I want to be solutions-oriented. You should be able to terraform the infield dirt, Tony. Make a half pipe right before the ball gets to that point on the dirt, such that you then are creating another route for it to go foul. That should totally be legal as well. Why are you giving me negative points? Oh, that's another that's route great for idea. you to go is, is, is the answer there. We'll move on. Showdown to Travis Kelsey stepping up I've to been the president's podium at Casey's trip to the White House. He was intercepted by Patrick Mahomes just as he was getting out whatever, a campaign pitch maybe. I don't know. Pablo, grade the bit. I feel like when it's unclear if the guy is in on the bit, did Travis Kelsey have something to say actually gets a little bit subpar to me. You got to sort of give a little taste, Travis, of what you were going to do before you get pulled off stage, right? Let the man speak. These ceremonies are a little dry. Kelsey, I believe, turns 35 before the next election. He could have been announcing his candidacy right there. And and Mahomes prevented it. It's unfortunate. I think the Secret Service was Actually, a little bit nervous there, by the way, when that started. Tim Kalashaw, today's winner. 30 seconds. I uh, just spent 16 days out of the country, a marvelous time in London and Paris. But I want to say this. I went to a football match in Fulham, Craven Cottage, if you will. 
uh, took the tube from Earl's Court, walked along the Thames, beautiful setting, and you go to the game, and lo and behold, the fans there do something crazy. They watch the game. They don't get up and go to the concession stands during the game. Nobody's walking up and down the aisles. The aisles aren't even big enough to do it. They actually watch what's going on. It's a different experience for an American sports. Tiny it aisles. was your honeymoon too, right? So you came Congrats, back with. Baby.